back in my, like my first assignment uh, many, many years ago um, up in Rockford, um, uh, there I got a, I had a prisoner by the name of Bunky Heaton, and um, he was a, a tough old guy. I, you know, he, he didn't come to mass a lot, and his wife uh, did, and and their kids. Um, and he had, he had this kind of reputation around the parish, around town, as being a really tough guy, and uh, and you know, you picked up stories and things like that. That uh, you know, he was a hard drinking guy, and. You know, used to go out and hang out at the, the taverns a lot. And, um, and, you know, when he would be there with his family, you could always sense a certain tension. Um, so whatever that was, um, he had a complicated life, I suppose. And, but he worked hard and uh, sort of like, a, like an electrician, carpenter kind of guy. You know, then he he uh, he came. Uh, he told me one day that he he was uh, he had cancer, and and he was he was scared, um, and it was it was it was a quick one too. And all of a sudden he's in the hospital, and uh, asked to see me, and and we talk. I anointed him, and you know confession and all that, and, and he was, uh, he's saying, you know, and this, at this stage, he, he's, he was really sick, and he wouldn't leave the hospital, um, it was that bad, and that quick, and, and, I, and I remember him talking uh, about how worried he was um, that he wouldn't be able to find his way home, and so what do you mean by that, and he goes, well, I haven't been a, I haven't been a good husband. I have not been a good father. Uh, I've squandered a lot of the gifts the Lord has given me, and I, and I'm worried that I'm I'm going to have to kind of steal heaven because the Lord's not going to be there with me. And 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 we talked about that, and I said, so what are you what are you saying? He goes, I, I don't want to die alone. I don't want to die alone. I said, well, you got your family. He goes, uh, they don't love me. They don't love me. And, no, and, and I, don't, I don't deserve their love. Well, I got a call. It was late at night. And uh, they said, you need to come because, you know, he's, he's, he's dying. So I went. And it was probably a few days later. I don't even remember. But I walk in the room, and there's like 20 people in there just crammed into this, into this room. It was all his kids, like six or seven kids. And the, his wife and some friends. And, you know, we, we prayed and I anointed him again. And uh, always stays with me, that story. Um, because here was a guy who... Uh, came to the Lord late. You know, he, and he went through the rituals of things occasionally, but it wasn't his thing. Church, mass, prayer. But he got religion at the end. And he got it. He got it in a big way. Fear, cancer, illness, that, that can do, do that to us. But he was, he was on it at the end.
And those people who had forborne him all those years, his kids, his wife, um, they loved him in spite of it all. How many prayers did they say for him over the years? And there at the end, it all came down to their love for him. It's all about love, brothers and sisters. That we know people, and maybe we are them, and our lives are a mess. And we, and we make mistakes, and we're great sinners. And maybe we go through the motions, and our relationship with the Lord is mechanical, and maybe it's just based on what He can give to us. Who knows? But what is the Lord telling us today? It's, it's about love. This daily wage that He's talking about, it's the same for all of us. And what is it? It's heaven. And He doesn't care if we've been at it all our lives or we come to it at the last minute in a moment of fear and desperation, right before we're about uh, to leave this world. It's about love, and love pays the debt. Now, Bunky, us, uh, purgatory is a great thing, right? God's justice perfect, but it's, it's blended with mercy. Our justice, sometimes it can be a little harsh and rigid, and there is no mercy. We look at people and say, I have done all this my life. I've gone to Mass, I've prayed, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And you, you who have squandered your life on prostitutes and a life of dissipation like the prodigal son, you think you're going to get in? Before me? That's not fair. That's what this is about. It's less about the laborers than it is about the, the, those who Jesus is talking to. Scribes, Pharisees, those with a rigid sense of justice who say, not so fast. I work for it. Brothers and sisters, that is not about it at all. Yes, we have faith. And faith is the beginning of justification. But our works, it's not like we earn it. Jesus isn't a Pez dispenser where we pull back his head and the candy pops out. I get to go to heaven because I work so hard. No, your, your work is the, is, is the evidence, is, 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 is the fruit of your faith. Your, your, the, you know, your works are those things that we do because we love God and we love our neighbor. Monkey loved his family in his own way. And yet, purgatory was probably right there, and who knows how long that was. But how many of us do you think are going to avoid purgatory? Why? Because nothing impure gets into heaven. And what gets there? What are we going to take with us when we die? Nothing, except one thing. You know, the, the virtues, as Paul tells us, faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? Because that's all we take with us. That's the one thing. We don't take faith because when we die, we aren't going to need faith because we're going to see what it was we had faith in. And we don't need hope because we will have received that which we hope for. 
The only thing we bring with us is the one thing that we're supposed to manage and matters in this life, and that is love. Love. His wife loved Bunky. His kids loved him in their own way. And he didn't die alone. And he did go to heaven. Or maybe he's still there in purgatory working it out. Why? Because nothing impure gets into heaven. Do you think you and I are any better than Bunky or any, any other soul in this world who sins? You know, you don't earn heaven. You don't buy your way out of, out of your sin. You rely on the Lord's mercy and his justice, which are perfect. And perfect justice and perfect mercy requires from us perfection. And we don't have it. And so when we die and we don't have perfection, that perfection is going to be afforded to us by God's mercy as we burn off all those impurities that we have brought with us at the moment of our death. Isn't it comforting, brothers and sisters, to know that, yes, if I die and at the last moment I say, Lord, I am so sorry and I love you that we're going to go to heaven. Now, purgatory, don't forget it. You know, perfect justice. Nothing impure gets into heaven. We got to fulfill it. But isn't purgatory itself one of the, God's greatest acts of mercy? And we can blow it our whole lives and at the end say, I'm sorry, I love you. Go to confession, get anointed. And somehow we're going to find ourselves standing there with St. Francis and St. Peter and St. Clair and, and Our Lady and the Lord. Unbelievable. Totally unmerited. Totally undeserved. For Bunky and for us. It's like, think of, I, I think it's King David. All right. Israel's greatest king. But he was a scoundrel. He was, uh, you know, Isaiah. I love Isaiah. He says, you know, uh, let the scoundrel forsake his way, the wicked his thoughts. David, he was a great king, but he was a, he was a philanderer. He was a murderer. He was a liar. But he was, he was sorry. You read the Psalms. He wrote them. It's all about, my gosh, I blew it. And Lord, I am so sorry. So there at the end of his life, he says, you know, Lord, I'm living in a palace and you're in a tent. I want to build you a house. And the Lord says, no, you're not building me anything. Because you got blood on your hands. But your son, Solomon, now that is a good man. You have done a good job with that boy. He's going he's gonna to build the house. He's going to build my palace. And which is what Solomon did, the great temple. Now, this is, this, is, this is the knife's edge that all of us stand upon right now. It could go either way. David could, had two choices in response to God's refusal to let him build his house. David could have said, like the Pharisees and scribes he's talking to, you know, we born the heat of the day. We born the work. And you're going to let these people who come at the end get in first and get the same. 
David could have said, I've done all the work. I put this nation together. I defeated all of Israel's enemies. I united the nation. I, I did everything you asked. Yeah, I messed it up, but I did what I was supposed to. And you're going to let this snot-nosed kid of mine do the thing I want to do most? You're going to let him get the legacy? You're going to let him get the glory? He could have done that. He didn't. The knife goes both ways, and he fell on the other side. And he said, you read Kings, where David is having this conversation with Nathan the prophet, where God is saying, no, you're not building my house. Solomon is. David's response is unbelievable. It's pure joy. My son is going to surpass me. My son is going to be greater. My son gets to build the house. My son gets to be Israel's greatest king. I am so happy to see myself be surpassed in spite of my sins. I did something that was worthy of, 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 God's, uh, of God's glory. I did something that manifested the gifts that, that I was given at my baptism. I did something right. My son I, will, will be greater than me. That was his response. That should be all of our responses. To any brother and sisters, no matter who they are, when we know that they will go to heaven. Who do you hate the most? Who's on your hit list? Everybody here has got somebody in their life that, that vexes them. Who is that? Here's an easier one. What politician do you hate the most? Right? <laughs> who's, the, who's that one they say, you know? They took their faith and they sold it down the river and they're selling us down the river. Who's the one who, who undermines our, our morals or, you know, is leading our nation into ruin? Or who's the one that, you know, has got a terrible moral life? And who's the one that squanders their, their inheritance on, on a life of corruption and dissipation? Who is that? Whatever congressman or senator or governor or president, whoever it might be, it doesn't matter. We all have somebody that vexes us, that we just... They're going to be in heaven with you. Maybe. And what our job is, is to realize that that place is for them and for us. And we're all sinners. And it is only by love that we get home. See, what the Lord is telling us is we need to... What is heaven? Heaven is love because God is love. And heaven is life with God. Heaven is love. It's the only thing we take with us because it's, it's the place where we're going. Love. We're going to love. So the Lord is saying, don't wait to love. Love now. In other words, make heaven right now. 
you could make heaven in your own life by how you love people. And the more you love, the more your life becomes a symbol and a sign and a reality of heaven. Heaven, right now. Don't wait. Because we're going to we're going to be perfected in some way. So try to be perfected now. Try to love greatly now so that purgatory, however long it is, is going to be mercifully short. Pray for that person that you hate. Pray for the politician that vexes you. Pray for the person who has wronged you. Pray for the person that throughout their whole life couldn't give Jesus the time of day and has a moment of contrition the split second before they die, pray for them. Pray for that conversion. Pray for your own conversion. Create love now so that your life becomes a, a place where people can come and know the Lord and maybe have that conversion because of you. Imagine yourself standing there in heaven with that person you do not like and that politician that makes you so unhappy. They're going to be standing there right there with you. And what will your response be? I can't believe they're up here. I'm going to spend eternity with Joe Biden. For I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yes. And you know what? Because you're there... And everything has been purified, and all has been made well, and all has been made very well. You're not going to care about what he did, or she did, or you did. You're there. And you're doing the one thing that we all long to do, and that is to look at Christ, the beatific vision, and all of us doing it together. And our response will be like David's. Joy. That that we get to spend our moment together in heaven for eternity. Joy that everybody purified, redeemed, saved, made new can be in that place of perfect love. As Job said, at last, I st we stand forth upon the dust. Oh, that my words were written in stone with, with chisel and lead, and that our own eyes would behold him together forever. The joy. Amen.